This is Joshua Bell with The Kilt and the Cloth. This was my sermon from April 25th, 2021. I hope you enjoy. God bless. My scripture this morning is a familiar one. You've probably heard this over a hundred times in your life. And if you have not, now's the time to start learning it. (coughs) My scripture is Psalms 23. Starts off simple by saying a Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. May God bless the reading of God's holy scripture. Amen. Have you ever been in a nursing home or a hospital visiting someone who's no longer completely in touch with reality? Maybe you're visiting a family member, someone very close, like a parent or a grandparent, maybe, but they're just not themselves anymore. They might not even be able to remember who you are or who they are. Truth is, it's painful to see a loved one go through that. And I imagine it's difficult and frustrating for that person to lose touch with everything that's familiar. I know that I've been on a few visits like that, even with my own family members, and I'd be lying if I said it wasn't uncomfortable for me. You find yourself struggling to connect with someone who's so disconnected from everything. Then I have a practice in those moments. I know that I can't say anything to fix it. I know that I can't change the environment that they find themselves in. So I pray. And sometimes, sometimes I get to read the 23rd Psalm. And it's all of a sudden, it's like a light's been turned on and and someone who cannot recognize their own family or remember their own name will begin to recite the Psalm along with me. There's something about those verses that make the connection that truly soothes the soul This psalm, like all of the other psalms, are a prayer to to God on behalf of the people. It's a prayer that speaks to God for us when we can't come up with the words on our own. And it's amazing to me that when you're in the midst of that moment, how quickly people come back to center in the midst of that moment. Even as I was reading what was on the screen... It was amazing to me that I still have this memorized, and it's, it's the, one of the very first passages of Scripture that I memorized, but I memorized it in the King James Version. And I could hear myself even saying, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters, right? You, you have to add the ifs and the signs, signs. But the phrase, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, it truly is just a simple confession of one's faith. And it's one that is so familiar, but we almost always take it for granted. The Lord is my shepherd. We need someone to guard and guide us, someone to take care of us and see that all of our needs are being met. And the Lord is the one who does that. And I know that the Lord will make sure that I'll never be without anything I need. Knowing that as surely as I am standing here today, such a simple statement of faith, but so profound, it's easy to understand why that one simple statement is so comforting to someone who's losing touch with reality. I think most of us are so firmly rooted in some crazy reality that we've created that the simple trust that the sheep has in the shepherd is difficult for us to emulate. We'd rather guard and guide ourselves. Believing that we're better able to take care of ourselves than the actual shepherd. But when we're suddenly in a position where we have to acknowledge that we're not the most qualified to see to our own needs, it's only then that we can hear the truth of God's promise. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He, maketh me, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Is there anything more peaceful sounding than that? I remember when I lived in Lynchburg, Virginia, and the church I served was in the heart of the city. I would be struck by this urge in the middle of the week to just get out, to get away from all of the noise, the pace of the city, the number of the people, the, the never-ending sound that just always had me on edge all the time. I knew then, as I do today, that I need to find peace and rest away from all the trappings and busyness that make up modern life. My favorite part about being where we're from in Oklahoma and Kansas and, and even parts of Texas is, is that when you ask a farmer about their every day, they will say that every once in a while, they'll just stop working their land for just a moment and just listen. when they take that minute to stop working, they're able to see the land that they're on every day in a brand new light. They're amazed about how beautiful and tranquil it is. They're surprised that they sometimes feel like they've never noticed it before. And to just be, to rest and to just be still, surrounded by God's good creation, to realize that we're a part of that creation in harmony with it, it's a revival for the soul. And that brings us to that next part of the psalm. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. The Lord, our shepherd, guards and guides us, knows what it is to be tired. 
and knows our need to be fed. The Lord feeds us and nourishes us and sustains our bodies and our spirits and makes us whole. There is nothing we need that the Lord doesn't provide. And the Lord provides everything that we need. I think sometimes we feel like we're being denied and I think it's because we're moving away from the shepherd, trying to find our own way that is as helpless as a fallen sheep in a fallen world. And we get angry when the world doesn't do what we want it to. But the shepherd does not leave us to go astray. And the shepherd is always nearby, ready to guide us back to where we should be, back to the place where the dangers are not overwhelming, back to where we're safely under the careful and caring eye of the shepherd who will see to all our needs. And all this the shepherd does, not because we're exceptionally valuable in and of ourselves, but because the Lord has declared us valuable. He has chosen to make his life with his flock and because he cares for them so much, he knows them as his own. He knows this by name. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I shall fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And the one thing that many people have in common is the fear of death. Let's just be honest. We are all afraid to die. Some of us are even to the point where we think that it's not going to ever happen, that we're immortal. And we live our lives as such. All we know, all we're familiar with is this life. Sure, we have faith in life to come, but faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen by human eyes. Knowledge is what we have with absolute certainty. We know that this life, we're, well, we're living it. It's here, right now, in the presence. And we can have faith in the life to come, but we don't know it yet. So death is something a lot of us do fear, and some of us that don't. But the words of this psalm assure us that death itself is not evil. And that even as we confront death, whether we succumb to it or not, the Lord, our shepherd, is with us. And you could hear the feelings behind those words. They're so intense that we are no longer confessing what the Lord does, but we're speaking directly to the Lord. I don't know about you, but there is something comforting about that idea. I feel like every single day, all I do is confess to God all of my shortcomings. I mean, how can a God love someone like me? I hear myself say that all the time. And in this exact psalm, it's as if the psalmist knows that we all feel that way. It's transcended time and cultural tradition. And you hear it when he says, for you are with me, your rod, thy, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. We can be comforted by the tools of the shepherd, the rod he uses to beat away the dangers that come to harm us, and the staff he uses to find the way for us when we can't find it ourselves. I, my mom would call this the ear technique. 
That's why my right ear is longer than my left one. For those of you that don't understand that, that means you were just a perfect child as, as growing up. And you didn't have to worry about your mom grabbing you by the ear and saying, uh-uh, we're not going that way. You can almost feel it, like, and I always kind of joke about it, I kind of feel like sometimes that God takes that shepherd's crook and then just whops me upside the head so that I remember what I'm doing and grabs me by the hook and pulls me back to the right path because it's easy to go astray. It's easy to be human. It's with his rod and his staff our shepherd is there to guard us and to guide us in this life and in the life to come. Thou, hast, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil and my cup overflows. See, the equation of humanity with sheep seems to be at an end. All of a sudden, the psalmist decides to paint us a picture of us as honored and welcomed and protected guests at the table of our Lord. And the psalmist recognizes that we have enemies right there that are always trouble to us. And, but even when they're right there in front of us, threatening us, the Lord is there honoring us and providing for us abundantly. And no one can truly bring us any harm when we're being cared for so well by the Lord, our God. So surely goodness and mercy shall follow me in all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The life we know and the life to come are all of a sudden melded into one event. And despite it, the world falling apart, despite our own sinfulness, God's goodness and mercy are with us as Christ is with us. We can see it in the way our needs somehow or other continue to be met. We can see it in the moments when we can feel our connection with God's creation. In the 815 service, I talked about this because everybody always asks me, Josh, why would you ride a motorcycle? And I'll tell you, to be totally honest with you, it's to get away. There's something beautiful about being on a motorcycle, driving out in the middle of the wheat fields all by yourself. Even if it's the beginning day or the end of the day, you can smell the wheat coming at you as you drive through people's and God's creation. And in that moment, I feel connected in a way that nothing else can. Then me, for me, for me, that is one way that I feel connected to the creation of God. There's nothing more powerful than driving through the Talamina State Park on that drive. And listening to the world wake up. Nothing in the world. There's something powerful about that. You can see it in those moments. You can see it through the sharing, the love of God with us in the words and deeds. You see, God chose, we believe that God chose to become human and, and became part of the world. In the form of his son. And Jesus the son said that the father loved him because he laid down his own life. So that he might be able to gain it back again. Now we don't ever really truly understand what that statement means. 
He chose to be a part of us, a part of his creation. And we were able to witness the divinity of the glory of God in the vision of his son. But Christ our Lord, the Lord who is our shepherd, does own his mortality. And because of that, even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even when we succumb to death, our life does not come to an end because that is not God's will. The goodness and the mercy of the Lord shall follow us forever. And we will always live under the Lord's guidance and protection forever. So yeah, we go through our lives trying to be the best and good people we can be. Trying to make a good living. Trying to raise our children upright and to care for our parents. And sometimes it feels like the weight of the world is on our shoulders. For many people in the world, the struggle for survival is all-consuming. And there doesn't seem like there's any room for anything else. And the stress of those worries, the toll of that struggle, wears us down to a point when we wonder, what, what is this all about? What's the point of any of it? But those of us who have been blessed enough to have heard the word from another person, a person who cared enough to share the good news with us, can take comfort in the promise that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I want to read a story to you that you've all heard before, in one way or another. One night a man had a dream. He dreamed that he was walking along the beach with God. And across the sky flashed scenes from his life. And for each scene, he noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One belonging to him and the other to God. When the last scene of his life flashed before him, he looked back at the footprints in the sand. And he noticed that many times along the path of his life, there was only one set of footprints in the sand. He noticed that this happened at the very lowest and saddest times of his existence. And this really bothered him, and he asked God, God, you said that once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the most difficult times in my life, there's only one set of footprints, and I don't understand why, when I needed you most, you would leave me. So God replied, I love you, and I would never leave you. During those times of your suffering, when you see only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. If God is for us, who can be against us? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.